Inside every one of us, deep in the soul, are the dreams we have for ourselves. Dreams of what might be, of what we might become, and how we might change the world by changing ourselves. You can achieve whatever you can dream. All it takes is a plan and the right teacher. Welcome to Success Left a Clue, the inspiring podcast from Robert Raymond Riopelle, who has traveled the world for over 15 years, unlocking the dreams we all have. And now, here's Robert. Welcome, everybody. This is Robert Raymond Riopel with Success Left a Clue. This is episode number 16. And again, I've got to pinch myself. I cannot believe it is already 16 episodes. 16 episodes. It seems like just a couple days ago, I finally got started. And, you know, being the procrastinator that I tell people on stage, I will admit, I am a procrastinator. And so being a procrastinator, the fact that I got started, the fact that I'm going, the fact that I'm doing this is so awesome because now we have something called momentum. And, you know, that's not what today's podcast is about, but that could be a whole nother nother episode in itself. It's something called momentum because momentum is very, very critical. But, you know, I'm going to kind of tie it into what today's is about because today's is one I've been looking forward to to actually doing and getting done. Let me set the tone. A couple days ago, I returned from an, uh, a trip where I was in India teaching a powerful, powerful program. And the next weekend, I was in Ho Chi Minh teaching a powerful program. And so all of a sudden, I had to travel home. It was 31 hours of traveling to get from Ho Chi Minh to get home where I am right now. I'm actually back in my office. I've got my Yeti mic up on the boom. I've got the spit guard in place. I've got everything ready and rocking and rolling. And I'm actually doing one of the few podcasts that I actually record from home, which is kind of cool. It's kind of exciting as well. And it's what was neat though is when I left Ho Chi Minh, I left plus 30 Celsius temperature, plus 30 Celsius. And 31 hours later, I arrive in Calgary where I live to minus 30 Celsius weather. And for those of you in Fahrenheit, I don't know the, uh, I think it's like in the 80s, close to 90s when you're plus 30 Fahrenheit. When you come to minus 30 Celsius, that's actually getting close to minus 30 because at minus 40, both Celsius and Fahrenheit actually match. They come together. Just to kind of give you a little idea, I went from one extreme to the other for me. And so now it's a beautiful, we're definitely going to have a white Christmas this year. As you can tell, I'm recording this before Christmas. Here we are. I'm looking out my windows. I see the snow and the frost on all the beautiful trees. It is stunning. It is gorgeous. And so it's a beautiful day. It may be cold. Right now it's about minus 20. So it may be cold, but that's okay because there's warmth inside. And today's episode is going to be something that kind of can warm people up especially when times seem uncertain, especially when times are not positive of what will things be doing? How will things be looking? Do I have a bright future in front of me? All that. So that's kind of what today's podcast is going to be about. Let's get rocking and rolling into this. Before I do, final thing, I want to thank everybody who's been listening, who's been downloading the podcast, the episodes. I've been having a blast doing them. You know, the interviews, the ones that I've done with Ken Courtright, and then I just did one with Gary Rockman, episode number 12. 
I am inspired that I'm going to actually be doing more interviews as well because I find when I'm imparting information, I am learning. But when I get someone where I'm actually being able to just have a conversation with them, have a blast with them, just have a lot of fun, I'm learning more because I'm listening to their perspective, their side of the things. So like when Gary and I actually did episode number 12, where we talked about this 10 things that keep you drifting, that the devil uses to keep you procrastinating. That was magical. And we're getting amazing, amazing feedback from that one. And so if you haven't listened to 12 yet, sure, it's an hour and 12, hour and 13 minutes long, but it will be well worth it because the information, if you haven't listened to the interview, the other one that's almost an hour long with Ken Courtright, I believe it's episode number eight. Ken Courtright, one of my mentors, this gentleman is amazing. I was able to just off the cuff, give him some of the greatest lessons he's taught me to get his insight. I didn't prep him. I wanted to hear what he would say in the moment. And he did a rocking job. So I'm going to look at bringing more of those to you because, boy, do I have a Rolodex of people that I believe you can learn from. And so I'm going to make it my mission to bring them to you right through this podcast to just keep delivering value, 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 because that's what we want to do is deliver a lot of value to you. That's what this podcast is all about. So tomorrow morning, I actually fly down to Florida for my last event of the year. Jazzed about that as well, because not only will I get to a little bit warmer weather, but this event is going to be something that's going to light sparks in people for making 2017 just be you know, the most amazing year ever. Beginning of this year, 2016, I did a webinar called Make 2016 the Most Epic Year You've Ever Had. And I'll tell you from doing that episode, I cannot believe from that webinar how it actually set me up for a epic, epic, epic year. And it has been phenomenal. So this year has been phenomenal and been epic. And now I want to build on that. I want to take 2017 to a whole new level. But here's the cool thing. Not just for me. See, one of the things that made 2016 epic is because of the number of people I was able to bring on that journey with me. Number of people I was able to step up and assist by going more into what I am passionate about. I was able to draw more passion and out of more people and actually be able to help them. So 2017 is going to be about you. How can I help you in more ways? How can I take the knowledge I have, the knowledge my friends have, and be able to impart it on all of you to help you have 2017 be just even more incredible than you ever dreamed. And that's actually ties right into what we're going to talk about today. See, today's podcast episode, if I go back into my name, Robert Raymond Riopel, one of the things I've been doing for branding myself over the last little while is talking about the three R's in my name. And not just that they are for my initials, but they each actually have a meaning behind them. Real, relevant, and repeatable. And I've talked about these three R's from stages all over the world and on the podcast. Today, I want to focus in on one very specific one. And that is the middle one. It's kind of interesting because also when I started deciding to brand myself more and talk about this, one of the things that I did do is for my name, for years, I only went by Rob Riopel or Robert Riopel. And my wife had actually said, let's add in your middle name, Raymond. And for years, I kind of resisted it. 
But with the rebranding of who I am in 2016, taking it to another level, stepping up into actually showing and helping more people, we decided to add the Raymond. And so that one is, it's interesting that the word that came out for that one is relevant. There's a reason why I maybe hadn't added my middle name earlier. Even though I was doing great work around the world, helping a lot of people. One of the things I'm very clear on, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm no different than anybody else that might be listening to this podcast right now. And when I was coming up with what the three R's could stand for, real, relevant, those ones popped out really quick. The repeatable, we had come up with a different word. It didn't feel right. And all of a sudden, we replaced it after a while. So that one came with a little bit more of process, a little bit more of thinking. But the real and the relevant, those ones popped in. We'll talk about real why in a little bit. But the relevant, I just finally got it. You see, I just recorded last week a webinar for some of my students. And on the webinar, it was about how to make success in your life real, relevant, and repeatable. And when I was doing the kind of background, a little more checking, a little more into it, understanding, you know, what the word relevant means and all that, it hit me between the eyes. And I got it. See, even though I've helped lots of people all around the world, tens and hundreds of thousands of people, one of the things that's held me back in my life is wondering if I'm actually relevant. And that might be interesting to hear. But that's again, you know, there's a saying that says, that which we need to learn the most, we teach. And one of the reasons I teach is because I go through struggles mentally, emotionally, physically, just like anybody else. And one of those struggles is sometimes is that self-doubt. Do I feel relevant? And so all of a sudden, how beautiful that as I add my middle, middle name, that word comes up. And that's the key thing. So that's what today's episode is going to be about, is about relevant. And when we talk about being relevant, what I want to do is I want to go actually into the definition of relevant. What is exactly does it mean? Why is it important to understand the journey that you are on? Well, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, it defines, defines relevance as a state of being closely connected or appropriate to the matter at hand. To the matter in hand. That's the actual dictionary. Oxford English Dictionary defines relevance as a state of being closely connected or appropriate to the matter in hand. To be relevant is thus to be important. But the term implies more than just that. See, that's a key. So when people don't feel relevant, they don't think that they're important. They don't think that they're connected or they don't feel that they're connected closely. And so that's why in business, in the business world, to be relevant means being an integral part of your organization or your company, of the economy and the future. In fact, it means to me, being the kind of person to whom others depend on, whether for leadership expertise, acumen, or emotional support. Or let me put it another way to you. Being relevant means never worrying about losing a job or being able to find another because you are valued, because you are relevant. And let me just let you sit with that for a moment. Especially, you know, I live in Alberta. The economy right now, right here, with oil prices being low, there's a lot of people freaked out. And the people, I'll tell you, I'm not going to say this is true for all of the people, but there's heavy layoffs. 
and the majority of the people being laid off, I'm going to guarantee one of the reasons that they were one of the first ones being laid off as the company started downsizing, unless there was like a, um, a union involved or whatever, where it goes by seniority. And so low person on the totem pole gets laid off first. I'm guaranteeing when companies start laying people off, they lay off the people who aren't relevant. They lay off the people who are just there collecting a paycheck. And look, ladies and gentlemen, in Alberta, when oil prices are up, an 18-year-old can graduate high school and be making $100,000 a year right out of the gate in the oil field. And for that money, they're really not having to do a lot. And so they get into a level of mediocrity. So when the cuts start happening, when the economy goes down, because they don't have the relevance, some of them, they don't put in the extra effort to have relevance so that if times get tough, people want to keep them around. And I can only come from experience. When I was 18, I got hired on in a factory that just opened up in a small city just north of me called Red Deer, Alberta. The factory opened up. I got working inside of the factory, working in the um, quality control. From quality control, I moved into working in shipping receiving, then to running it, and then inside sales. I was on my way up thinking I was making myself relevant, but I didn't understand what relevance was. So when they got time to all of a sudden two and a half years after being hired on, they started or decided to shut the factory down. I was one of the first ones laid off. And because I hadn't created relevance, they could have easily promoted me over to one of the other 40 or so factories around North America, but they didn't. Because ladies and gentlemen, even though I wanted to advance, I was doing just enough to get by. Not enough to become relevant to what they were looking for. And I'm actually just really getting that. I guess I've got it, but on the level I'm not of not really getting it to like I am now. So now my goal is I will continue to have relevance. I continue to add relevance. That's why I tell people design your own economy. Don't be relying on the economy of the city you live in, the province or state you live in, the country you live in. If the economy's good, you're doing good. If the economy's bad, you're doing good. And that ties into this relevance. And so I was reading an article, and when I was doing the kind of background checking for this, the article came up and it said there's four things that you can do to be more relevant in life. This is not just in business. This is in life in general. When I read them, I instantly agreed with them. And that's one of the reasons I decided to do this podcast on relevance. And number one, of course, it hit hard because it is right in line with the first R, real, being real. And so the actual tip is be more authentic. You can't be more real than that. Being authentic keeps you real. And being authentic entails knowing who you are to the deepest level. Being the person in your internal thought process that you are on the outer process. You've got to be, you know, without pretense or phoniness. Authenticity is the foundation of relevance. So the question I have for you is what parts of your life are you not being real with yourself? You're not being real with others. You're not being authentic. Because it does come down to courage to speak the truth sometimes without signing up for how you think others might perceive you. 
What else can I say on that? Second one is achieve more mastery. And I totally agree with this. See, this was it. Even though I was achieving learning, I wasn't achieving mastery when I was younger. I was doing just enough to just get by. And so I was doing just enough to get to the next level. But achieving mastery throw, means throwing yourself in. One of the reasons I am able to travel around the world today training thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, is because I committed years ago to mastering being a trainer. And I'll let you know, ladies and gentlemen, there's times where I actually stepped back and I coasted or sometimes they call it phoned it in. Not at events, but in between events in really, do I need to get prepared for the next level or can I just walk in, be me and rock it? And yeah, I can rock it. But there's times in between where I've now even more committed myself. This is why you want to be a student. No matter how successful you are, what level you're at, be a student. This year alone, 2016, one of the reasons it made it more epic for me is because I was a student in the audience of different trainings 26 days this year. 26 days. And the reason I committed to doing that this year is because there's years I didn't, I wasn't a student at all. And looking back, I can see those were the years I struggled or slid. That's the key. So one of the things I now teach students from the stage, if you're going to learn from someone, one of the questions I want you to ask them is how much are you doing in your own learning each year? This year, how many days did you spend as a student? Because the answers may shock you. It's easy when you get into that position of authority, being looked at as the expert, to all of a sudden go, you know what? I don't need to learn anymore. Eh, wrong answer. Achieve more mastery. Achieve more mastery. That's the key. So that, I'm glad that that's number two. Number three, it says this. Be more empathetic. Be more empathetic with people. And empathy is a capacity to recognize and to some extent share feelings such as sadness or happiness being experienced by another being. This is the source of compassion, caring for other people, and the desire to help. It means the ability to experience the same emotions that another is feeling with, listen to this, with unnecessary, or sorry, without unnecessary judgment. How often can you be there fully supporting someone, feeling how they are feeling? I'm not saying you have to get emotional with them. I'm not saying that you have to you know, if they're really angry, you have to get angry. Or if they're really sad, you have to get sad. But if, how often are you able to really kind of connect with their energy they're in in the moment? And I love from the article I was reading, you know, they were saying that uh, in business, there are actually three levels of empathy. And this actually opened my eyes. It says the first is what's called on-demand empathy, which is the ability to sense what a customer wants. So on-demand, in the moment. Checking in with your customer. See, I do this from the stage all the time. I'm connected with my students and I can actually guide them through processes of where they're at because I'm on demand empathy. I trust it. I don't think about it in advance. I just trust in the moment I'll get something. If I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. And that's okay. So that's the first level. The second one is called um, solution empathy, which entails understanding a customer's problem and figuring out how to address it. And then the third is called transcendent empathy, where you create solutions to problems that customers don't even know they have. That is cool. 
That is awesome. And that's why one of the things I love, I know a lot of people in this industry transforming life, impacting lives, doing a lot of things that help people. And the ones that are the greatest are the ones that are able to slide between all three of those. All three of those levels of being empathetic, which is cool. Number four, take more action. Come on. You've heard me say this a lot of times, especially if you've been living or listening, sorry, to these podcasts. You can have the greatest dreams in the world. You can have the greatest mentors, greatest people to model from. But if you don't take action, you're dead in the water. So you've got to be able to take action, but not just take action. What's going to make you more successful in 2017 than you are in 2016 is to actually take more actions, more consistent actions. Actions, actions, actions. It's easy to get caught up. This is why I want you to listen to episode number 12. Carry his insights into the 10 steps that the devil uses to keep you in, you know, drifting or again, procrastinating. Those are the things that are powerful. So when you understand them and when you're able to get through them, that's going to help you take more actions. When you're able to identify, oh, this is why I'm sitting here watching my fourth or fifth hour of just TV when really I know I want to do a couple other things. What's one little thing I can do? That's why that episode's so powerful. Because guaranteed, if you take more action, and I'm not just taking, well, Robert, I'm really busy. I'm taking a lot of actions. No, focused actions. You want to make sure that you're, you know, because I love in this article, again, I'm going to go back. It says action has four elements, impetus, vector, acceleration, and velocity. Impetus determines whether you consider the action important enough to take. Vector is the direction your action takes, either towards your goal or away. So let's be clear. There's some actions that people are taking that are actually taking them away from their goals. So you've got to make sure that you're checking in with the vector. Are you going towards or moving away? And if you're moving away, adjust and make sure you go towards. So direction your action takes you either towards the goal or away from it. Acceleration reflects your level of commitment and how much action you're willing to take. Oh my goodness. When you are committed, when you're actually in that velocity or sorry, that acceleration stage, oh my goodness, that's um, acceleration can be exciting. Acceleration is what then gives you the velocity, is the energy that carries you forward, even when you're not fully aware of it. So think of accelerating. You step on that accelerator. You get that energy. It takes a little more energy. You start that vehicle moving forward towards its goal, whatever it is. But then velocity is where now you're able to let your foot off the accelerator and the vehicle keeps moving. It actually keeps holding. And then you can press a little bit to give it a little energy to maintain. Little energy to maintain. Little Once you're up to velocity, now the actions, it's the little things that can keep you moving forward really, really well. So you want to make sure that you are, you know, even when you're not fully aware of it, that you just trust that by taking those actions, checking in on the vector, checking in, are you in acceleration? Are you in velocity? Checking in, you know, the impetus, you know, is the action important enough to take? I could go on for hours about this. But that's the key of those four things. If you do it, you will definitely make yourself more relevant. And even think about not just in business, not just towards your goals, but think about it in relationships. In relationships, be more authentic. Really study what it takes to have an amazing relationship. Mastery could be being there for your partner lurking for their needs and being willing to be able to, you know, if, if 
your partner loves home-cooked meals. Maybe you don't enjoy cooking, but are you willing to learn it and master it to really strengthen that relationship? Having be more empathetic with your partner and taking more actions to really live the life you want with your family, with your partner, with your relationships. That's the key. So ladies and gentlemen, I just, you know, felt to, I wanted to really get this episode out. I wanted to record it. I thought I was going to record it a couple weeks ago when I was in um, either India or Ho Chi Minh. It didn't happen, but everything happened for a reason. And that reason's there to serve me. And so it was relevant for the time for it to be done today. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. This is Robert Raymond Riopel for Success Left a Clue, episode number 16. Always live with passion. Be relevant in all areas of your life. And watch how that helps you in areas when you could use some assistance when it's time to just allow that coasting to happen because there is times in life for that to happen. So always live with passion. I look forward to having you on the next next podcast. And again, thank you from the bottom of my heart, my heart to yours for being amazing and listening. And we'll talk to you on the next webinar. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to Success Left a Clue with Robert Raymond Riopel, author of the soon-to-be-released book, Success Left a Clue. We hope today's inspiring message brings you closer to your dreams. To access program notes and helpful links, visit successleftaclue.com. Turn your dreams into reality. Please join us again for the next episode of Success Left a Clue.